Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hello, folks. Tonight's episode is... La Fleur. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, this is what Natasha has been, like, talking about for a while, <laughs> or at least... Yeah. At least in part. <laughs> Natasha is a fan of the Sawyer and Juliet dynamic. Who is it? Come on now. <laughs> All right, well, what did you think of this one, newbie? <laughs> Being Janelle, my wife, my lovely wife, who I also <laughs> is, is very cute. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it a lot more than the last episode. <laughs> Understandable. It, it felt a little bit more um, familiar in format with the three years ago, three years later, three years earlier, three years ago. Well, well, we've, we've seen this sort of thing before. <laughs> yes, it's a more traditional lost format in some ways, isn't it? Uh-huh. Boy, Sawyer and Juliet, at first I was a little bit, uh, really? <laughs> this, that makes a very interesting love square now. Uh-huh. How is this all going to shake out when all four of them are in each other's presence? I guess we'll find out. Mm -hmm. But what's not to enjoy about pretty much everything Sawyer does in this episode? Sawyer is great. Yeah. I remember early in season one, you're like, ah, Sawyer is a a jerk. I'm like, "Mm, yes, just wait. (laughs) (laughs) He he has a... his, His character arc is really... We've seen how far he's come. I mean, we've been seeing this all along, but this is the first time he really, well, not the first time. He, he's been in leadership roles before, but here he's fully, there's no more Jack. There's no Locke even, uh, which earlier this season, it was kind of following Locke's cue yeah. in some ways. Well, Locke and The island's been Daniel. really good for Sawyer. Yeah. It, it taught him a lot of responsibility about actually caring about other people. Um, Worked through his demons, literally. Yes. Killing them off, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's fascinating because he's, in a lot of ways, a very different person than, a completely different person than who we saw at the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. But he also is able to use some of his old conman skills to kind of get them into the Dharma Initiative, of all things. <laughs> of all things. For three years. <laughs> For three years. In the Give middle me two of weeks. the 1970s? 74 was... When they when they got there. So it 74, must be, so it must be 77. Yeah, it must be 77 now. Um, which interesting that both the the ones who were had been left behind and the Oceanic Six both experienced this three year. Well, I think they just got on this, progression. They got on this different songs, but were moving at the same at the same rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when they came over, they apparently dragged them all back in the same timeline. Wrong one. Well, some it dragged some of them into the wrong yeah. same timeline. Everyone, sure. everyone but Sun. Sun. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess. No. Yeah. Don't tell me. Remember they said Frank and a, and a girl when they went were off on uh, Outrigger. Outrigger. Uh, yep. Outrigger, yes. Yeah. So Sun is still in present time, but Jen is not. Face palm. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, that's a question for the next time. Yeah, and I don't know that we get a really good answer why Sun doesn't flash back yeah, with the remember. rest of them. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if that gives it more. I know my only guess from last time was that she was at least... Like the original setup, remember mm. from three sixteen? But I don't know if that's an answer, or just a guess. Yeah. So yeah, hard to say there. That's all right. So let's let's flashback. Pun <laughs> intended. <laughs> uh, let's do the flight. I just want to say this real quick. It's kind of fun that we get to see the statue all put together. Yeah, it's way back. It means before the shows they they had gone back a long ways. I'm trying to think. The less we know of how when the statue is complete, actually, I feel like there's another scene where we oh, see wait. the statue complete. I th- I think it, that's when the Black Rock comes in. Yeah, because no, because that's what makes it not complete, isn't it? Oh, does the Black Rock actually knock it over? I think it does. Oh, I forgot about that. 
kind of a spoiler, but it's a big <laughs> one. Do you remember back in season two? It's I think finale. It was? Finale season two, the four toed foot statue. Yes. That's that Saeed statue. and Son and Jin see from the boat. Yeah, that's it's that statue. That's that statue. <laughs> it's interesting because earlier in the Jin episode that this place is death, we saw some Egyptian hieroglyphics. And then we got this statue, which I believe people were saying Egyptian. And then the, the necklace was too. The necklace. Mm-hmm. Like, why does he have that necklace? I think they're just. Oh, see, I was confused about this. I think the girl that they saved from the others is the same one who gave birth this episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. No, but I think Natasha's asking, why is it Egyptian Ankh? Oh, that I don't know. That's an Egyptian... Because... Well, (laughs) there's a big one in season... Episode one of season six, yeah. Yeah. It's an island symbol. I'm just curious as to why a Dharma person... Well, I mean, I would imagine some Dharma would have some... Knowledge of the history of the island. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know how they ever found the island in the first place, but I imagine it, it looked like they'd been there long enough that uh, they could make the cows mins and stuff yeah. off of it. I'm a little curious. This this episode kind of reminded me. Curious how Dharma wound up establishing themselves in the first place. I mean, they must have come with quite a force that they were to build all this stuff. I mean, Richard said, oh, "We could come in anytime we wanted to, except for a truce." But like, could they really? Well, it feels it somehow, it somehow feels like so in the fifties you have fifties, yeah, you have nuclear incursion, you know, and then maybe after that some scientists came and maybe they came with more of this like, hey, we just wanna we wanna coexist, uh-huh. and maybe the others thought, well, we can either fight this or we can let them play their little games and we can just keep doing what we want to do. Mm-hmm. So my, I don't know if we ever get an answer. My reading is just instead of trying to deal with, it was the easiest way to just. Could be. Not make it worse. That could be. And maybe, I mean, Richard seemed kind of antagonistic, well, obviously, in this circumstance. Yeah. But, like, it does make you wonder, given how scared they were of of the others in general, like, kind of makes me wonder if, like, okay, they had this uneasy agreement when they first got there. And then maybe they've had some fighting before yeah. this. Some yeah. other, because, like, a lot of the history between... Indians and settlers is miscommunications yeah. or one side acting wrong and then the other side acting yeah, wrong. Yeah, I think there's a lot of retaliation. The, the elders weren't playing nice either in this episode. No, no. I mean, I think the implication is that, that Amy and her husband were basically in a picnic in territory where they sh- weren't supposed which to be Which was just dumb. Which was just dumb. Yeah. And, of course, others got who are very zealous about their territory. There are some zealous others, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you could say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I imagine that's how all this started. Again, another interesting thing about seeing where Sawyer's at in all this, the fact that the, he felt like he wanted to rescue the woman mm-hmm. who he'd never met before. Um, I thought his soul is not to interfere. Uh, and then and poor Faraday's just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, yeah, poor Daniel Faraday. Like, I'm not going to tell her. I'm not going to tell her. I'm not going to tell her. Which was, Charlotte was like... Yeah, the scary old man. Yeah. He told me when I was a kid. Yeah. And it's been interesting watching Sawyer and Juliet, or James and Juliet, this this season. Because last season they they didn't really have a have a whole lot of reason to interact a whole lot. But from the from the get go of this season, they've been basically like, okay, we're the two sane people. We're going to try to sort yeah. through these things. Daniel's this Faraday guy is crazy. Neither one of them knew the Miles character, and like, okay, we're going to sort this out. We we at least understand each other, so we mm-hmm. have each other's back. 
I remember the whole the review of the end being very like. I mean, the conversation between her, him and her at the dock is kind of cute. Mm-hmm. What's the official term? Cute meet, meet cute. Is that the, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a romantic yes. comedy. Even though they had already met, it was a, yeah. it was a meet cute in some ways. And yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember feeling kind of like he was like, I don't know about this, but it's kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. Kate comes back, and it's like you just want to oh, like go away, Kate. <laughs> After that conversation where he says, "I don't even remember her face." Oh dear, oh. I know another face palm. I, I have to narrate these things since the audience can't see you oh. literally face palming. Yes. <laughs> I, I do love the fact that Darmanish, our first introduction to Lafleur, like you don't want to wake him up. You want to get him? I don't know. Maybe we should get him. You know, like <laughs> and it's Sawyer. <laughs> but like everyone thinks he's awesome. You know, and Miles is his deputy. Uh-huh. That was gratifying. It'll be fun to see more of English fluent Jim yep. going forward. That is fun, too. Uh-huh. He's learned English. Yay! <laughs> Not just speaking it very haltingly. Although, even even earlier this season, his English has really jumped, grown in leaps yeah. and bounds. But obviously, at this point, he's quite fluent. Yeah. You know, I was thinking as a writer, it'd be very hard. Like, you're, this episode, you have to get them into Dharma, which is just hard to begin with. And then you got to just navigate. I mean, the, the number of things that get done in an episode, to me, just... Well, I was amazing. Th- I was thinking about logistically. I mean, I, part of the tricky thing was also to find a reason for them to stay there. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of, I wonder if that's where the romance was because I remember the writer saying they weren't sure it was going to work, and uh, the actors weren't sure if it was going to work. It's like because to be fair, we haven't really had a lot of romantic chemistry between them at yeah. this point. I mean, Juliet was one of Sawyer's captors basically in <laughs> season three, mm-hmm. but. I don't know. But thanks, maybe Michael Giacchino, maybe because, honestly, they just look cute together. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're both sort of, like, very practical, sort of... I mean, she's very kind of snide remarky in her own, you know, <laughs> way. True, true. Oh, and congratulations, Juliet. She finally got to help a mother deliver... Yay! <laughs> a baby. So, so we do know now that whatever caused the problem hasn't happened yet. That's true. In 1977. Yes. So... Shoot, I'm starting, well, this is a long shot. I'm starting to wonder if it was the electromagnetic incident that um, affected women. On the island? Yeah, affected their reproductive system somehow. I'd say that's a a valid hypothesis. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very valid hypothesis. We'll have to see what happens going forward. So yeah, it's really nice to see Juliet finally have a have a win in that mm-hmm. column. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll have to see later on what the name of this baby is. Because it's nice to see Juliet kind of happy, actually. Yes. Because she's yes. also been, I mean, her namesake, you know, she, yeah, it doesn't go very well for her generally. Is she named after, like, Juliet from, I'm trying to from think, Juliet? Romeo I'm, and Juliet? I'm, I'm assuming so. I guess. I mean, she's always kind of, yeah. I don't she's know. not really pining after another No, she's not pining, but just that sort of, I don't, I don't know what it is, but she does tend to have things not go well for her. Mm, I guess we have seen that. I mean, that not that stream. that's kind of... I mean, Law kicks the cake on that one. But, <laughs> True. And we talked last episode. True. I, I th- have a question. Oh, yeah, yes. go for it. So, we're in 1974, and Richard has met John Locke and Sawyer, James Ford. Mm-hmm. And then he... I guess they have that encounter, and James becomes part of the Dharma Initiative in the 70s and whatever, and... In present day time, whatever that is, when um, the oceanic flight crashes onto the island and James is on it, mm-hmm. and uh, the others capture 
Jack and Kate and Sawyer and want to capture her, Ellie. I'm trying to puzzle together why they... Like, if Richard recognized Sawyer from that encounter, why would he want to capture him? First off, did Sawyer ever actually meet Sawyer straight up? I mean, did Richard, Sawyer ever meet Sawyer? I mean, why not? Hey, it's that Sawyer season. Um, <laughs> did Sawyer ever meet Richard before this? I was trying to figure that out too. I I don't think so. Doubtful. And, yeah, I don't think yeah, so. And well, and again, good have various reasons. First off, Richard knows there's funky stuff going on, and yeah, whatever. I mean, Richard certainly know, knew who Sawyer was later on. He gave yeah, Locke but, Sawyer's file. Yeah, but does he know that Jim Lafleur is the same as James uh, Ford? It means he never saw Sawyer. He doesn't even know the right name. Well, I, I would imagine his file probably had a picture of him. Yeah, that's probably true. I don't know. That, I know it is interesting though that Richard does give Sawyer and give Locke the file of Sawyer. Like, hey, this guy can help you. Yeah. Uh, in some ways, because this sells as if almost like Sawyer was like Locke's right hand man. Yeah. In some ways, so it's kind of interesting for him later on to be like, hey, use this guy that you haven't met. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I have a feeling that Richard will wind up – I'm trying to think if Richard sees more of – we have more people from Oceanic 6. Well, you know, we They're have – all there now. Yeah, Kate, Hurley, and Jack are there now. I'm trying to remember if Richard winds up encountering them later this season or not. But clearly, yes, Richard knows something is going on with them. But you know the others. They're, they're very tight-lipped on their secrets. Well, and it seems that, right? So I guess Widmore would be in charge right now. Uh, yeah, probably. Yes. Oh, gee. Uh, <laughs> but again, like the, the, when they kidnap, you know, in present Oceanic Christ time, it's hard to know whether, whether Richard had anything to do with that. It was mm. a list from Ben, probably. True. Because it, it, I, I've always not quite understood the, the power structure. It seems like the per, one person in charge, but like Richard is like Abaddon in some ways. Like he's the emissary of Sauron. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no. he's there to support but not lead. Um, yeah, he's the face in some way. When, when they want a face. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting that they had, if, if Woodmore, I mean, okay, so first time, when we saw Richard in the 50s, Woodmore was not in charge. Apparently, Woodmore did take charge later on, mm-hmm. but Richard was still kind of, the, yeah, the, the emissary. At yeah, that he just, point. yeah, he just, yeah, he's the ambassador. In this particular in, instance. In this era, it seems to me. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like Richard's role changes somewhat, but what hasn't changed is that the others are very, very protective of their secrets. So I would guess that's one reason why we didn't hear much about it before. I mean, I think they're protective of their secrets amongst each other. Like, well, you know, there's all honestly, kinds of things Ben didn't tell his followers. When I don't think Richard has told this sort of stuff to almost anyone else, I think he probably keeps things close to chest because... He's seen he's, a lot. He's a, there will be a Richard episode at some point. <laughs> oh. Yes, Richard gets his own episode in season six. Oh, boy. So we're looking forward to that. It's a very interesting episode. Yeah, and more standalone than you might expect. Yeah. I feel in some ways. But but anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think we've covered most of this one. Any other questions or comments from the ladies? That conversation between Richard and LeFleur, <laughs> uh, Sawyer, is very satisfying. <laughs> it's just very, like, Sawyer was the perfect person to talk to him. It was, he was convinced, you know, it's just like they're connected. Uh-huh. <laughs> like they should. It, it's, all, it, it's also satisfying to see the oceanic survivors knowing something that one of the others doesn't. Right. <laughs> so do you really think I'm still part of the Dharma initiative? No. 
<laughs> yeah, his, his expression in that whole conversation is fab, fantastic. Well, because the others think they don't think much of the Dharma initiative. They think they just kind of toy around. Mm-hmm. They're, they're silly experiments. They're silly experiments. Yeah. Who says that? That was Ben. ben. That was Ben. He, okay. yeah, he said it in the end of season four. Okay. But it's interesting, all these pieces coming together. And we've basically, this really is kind of a halfway point of the season. Yep. Next episode is Namaste. Namaste. And we're so we're pretty much done. Well, we are done with the major flashing back and forth with time. Well, well, I should say, well, we'll have flashbacks, but much more in the traditional yeah. sense. Than, or flash forwards if you're in 77. <laughs> well, that's different. I, I, <laughs> well, okay, but it's not flashback. Well, it, it is. It, it, no. yeah. Two different, yeah. We have, <laughs> we have two ongoing timelines. We're going to see more stuff with the Jira people and more stuff in Dharma in yep. 1977. Fun stuff. Yeah. So uh, be looking forward to that. Also, be sure to check out our main podcast, Derailed Trains of Thought, available at derailedtrainsofthought.blogspot.com, where we discuss all manner of storytelling for the creator and the consumer. Until the next time, this is Tim. This is Nick. And the wives. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Bye-bye.